And these are the best and the finest. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. But I speak to border guards, and they tell us what we're getting. And it only makes common sense. It only makes common sense. They're sending us not the right people. It's coming from more than Mexico. Good evening. Well, it seems the old strident Trumpmeister, Donald Trump, real estate mogul, reality TV celebrity, outspoken and unabashed self-promoter, and now presidential hopeful, is back in the news again. As if his presidential primary campaign speech on June 16th wasn't despicable enough in many respects, today, Monday, he trumped his previous accusations by claiming that Mexicans are exporting infectious diseases across the border. Remember last month during his campaign speech when his beautiful daughter, Ivanka Trump, got up there on the podium and she said, my father is the opposite of politically correct. He says what he means, and he means what he says. Okay, well, let's stick with that for a bit. He has previously said that Mexicans are not our friends, and that the Mexican government is pushing the worst of their worst north of the border. That the Mexican government is smart. They got a plan. Donald. Wasn't your campaign vitriol sufficiently disgraceful, inflammatory, and discriminatory? What? You didn't quite nail it last month? Is that it? Okay. Trump's speech jumped all over the Obama administration for a litany of ills. In his mind, in his way of thinking, immigration, the country's infrastructure, airports, landmark buildings, etc., trade inequities, defense, nuclear proliferation talks and negotiations, education, and on and on. Everything's wrong. I might have to acquiesce a little bit, even though I hate to do that, and agree with him at least on the Common Core education standards and regulations, but not much else. Trump also was emphatic in pressing that we have no victories anymore in America to celebrate. Japan does, other countries do, but we don't. Um, I don't think this is an image of Japan celebrating a victory, do you? I could be mistaken, but it appears to be Americans that are celebrating the Women's World Cup soccer, soccer victory this week. Over, you guessed it, Japan. They look pretty victorious and celebratory to me. Well, a whole host of companies and organizations and people are now cutting association with all things Trump from Macy's, Guess you'll just have to get that spiffy tie for dad some other place. To Univision and NBC dropping the Miss USA pageant telecast to ESPN and others. All over the place, companies, organizations, and individuals are distancing themselves from the Donald. Even his own Republican Party comrades save a few. For example, Texas Senator Ted Cruz declined to condemn Trump's comments telling NBC's Meet the Press that he was not going to join in with any others concerning so-called Republican-on-Republican Republican violence. 
That sounds just a little bit kinky to me. It might be a little fun. <laughs> okay, and going on to say, the Washington cartel, I assume he refers to a bombing friends, that the cartel doesn't want to address immigration. I salute Trump for doing so. Investor and conservative Republican cheerleader Foster Fries went on to say in a letter late last week to the Republican National Committee chairman, our candidates will benefit if they all submit to Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment. Thou shalt not speak ill of a fellow Republican. In response, presidential hopeful Mike Huckabee responded, hope that we don't commit frat fratricide. Fratricide. Okay, I think that's a new word. Again, as a party. On the other hand, Republican donor John Jordan told the Associated Press today, someone in the party ought to start some sort of petition saying, if Trump's going to be on the stage, I'm not going to be there with him. A little bit further south in Venezuela, the president of Venezuela was videotaped spewing unsavory adjectives to describe Trump. President Maduro is kind of an idiot himself, and most intellectuals normally don't give a rat's patootie what he says, but perhaps in this case, many of us might agree with him just a tad, just a little bit. As far as Mexico's response, Secretary of Interior Miguel Angel Osorio Chong said in Spanish, Son las y los mexicanos que están allá, quienes ayuden al desarrollo de Estados Unidos y a fortalecerlo como una gran potencia mundial. Which basically translates, sorry for my you know, not so perfect Spanish there, which basically translates to Mexicans who are in the USA help in the development of that country, fortifying it as a great world power. So how, how does this all sum up? What does this all mean? Well, if you talk to the political pundits making the talk show rounds this week, they are saying that Trump is out of step with mainstream views, against the thinking of the majority of his own Republican buddies and party, and most important, that he is doing all of this as one big hoopla publicity stunt to keep his name fresh in the public domain. Frankly speaking, I don't agree with any of that analysis at all. Well, not with his stunts being wholly self-serving. I think it's very possible, very likely, that the GOP came up with a backroom agreement for which they are well known to do, to play bad cop, good cop. They know that Trump would never, not anyone's wildest dreams, ascend to the presidential throne, not in a friggin' million years. Is this all orchestrated? Perhaps. My hunch is yes, Siri indeedy. Now that the frontrunners in the GOP bid for presidency in 2016 can play their cards more favorably by fabricating a sense of empathy for the Latino vote. One that previously did not exist in any shape, form, or fashion. Now Christy Bush, Paul, Perry, Rubio, etc. I can't list them all, there's too many, can show a more compassionate face and support for Latinos. Before Trump, they had no connection whatsoever, no inroads to the Hispanic voter. Trump to the rescue. All of a sudden, the more moderate GOPers now have a kinder, softer face. However transparent that may be to most of us, they hope to dupe Latinos. After all, Trump thinks they are nothing more than stupid criminals. And surely the others do too. But now they can rewrite history and promote their revisionist script. We love Latinos. I heart Latinos. Trump doesn't represent us. Oh, no, no, no. We are the good guys now. I don't think that Latinos can be that easily duped. 
Come voting day, they will still vote based on principle, values, human rights, the economy, and not GOP-concocted rhetoric and revisionist fantasy. Now I'm going to go off script. I have lived in both the United States and Mexico. I retired from the University of California and currently a visiting teacher at a university in Mexico. I've lived on both sides of that border that Trump talks about. I know personally, up close and personal, what Mexican people are like. They're warm, they're kind, they're generous, offer you into their home, invite you to dinner, to eat with them. You can talk to any Mexican on the street as if they're your friend and you don't even know them. They're very social, very friendly. My students are the brightest of the brightest. They're so intelligent and they're going to be leading Mexico in the world someday. I don't know the Mexico that Trump has talked about. I don't have any idea. And sure, there are some people running drugs across the border, but why? Because there's a huge American market for those drugs. If you want to take care of that problem, get rid of the market in the United States. Get rid of the drug addictions. Have a better drug uh, education program in the United States. Then you won't have this problem. There's no market, there's no demand, there's no drugs running. So please, let's stop discriminating and saying bad things about really good people. Good night. Thank you.